All right. Well, again, we're excited to be together today. And as I said in the opening of this service, today was planned to be uh, our celebration and sending Sunday. If you've been part of H2O Bowling Green, um, we have three different services, two here at our downtown venue and one on campus. And so on a typical Sunday, there's five to 600 of us that gather, and we never get to be together in one service. And so once a year, uh, usually the first Sunday in May, we all get together in the Union Ballroom. We have baptisms. We celebrate. We send people out. And uh, it's, it's just a great time. Well, obviously, right now, that's not exactly a, a realistic possibility for us to be able to do. And so we wanted today to look a little different. Uh, as we're continuing to celebrate, but celebrate in a different way. So the three of us, the three pastors here, and just in case you don't know, the three of us are the three elders and pastors here at H2O Bowling Green. That's why you hear from us a lot on Sundays. We just wanted to have a little bit of a roundtable discussion as we head into uh, continuing on and as we head into to looking at the future of our church and, and even just kind of reflect a little bit on the season we've been in. Because I think, you know, it's been said a lot, but it's such a unique season that, that honestly none of us have really lived through. And, and again, hopefully we don't necessarily have to go back to something like this ever again. Um, it's been a time that, that's really been challenging for a lot of us, but it's also been a time that's been kind of a blessing for all of us. And so I remember even the night before our first uh, live service where, where we had to do, you know, video service only, I remember just being here in the church and just having the sense that, that God wanted to do something, you know, with this season in our church and in our country. And, of course, you know, you can't predict the future. So uh, we didn't know exactly what it was. And we're still kind of even, like, sorting that out. But I thought that would be a good question as we kind of just discussed here this morning. Um, what have, have you guys seen God do uh, during these past six weeks or so? Yeah. Um, I remember those, those moments, too, where we were just reeling and trying to figure out what are we going to do? And some of the very first conversations that we had were, yes, of course, we were kind of, you know, in a frenzy, but there was this sense that God is going to do something, that this crisis and pandemic was going to reveal new opportunities, and that God is, is always sovereign, right? And so we're going to experience that as a church. And, you know, the, the thing that I think I've seen more than anything in this, this weird two months now is that God has been just driving us into deeper intimacy with him. I think, you know, it's, it's an inc- doing the things that we learn that we can't be in this building together and in our homes and, and, and doing the things that we love, that we should love. But at the same time, there's been this sense of we have to just cling to Jesus. We have to pursue him. And, you know, we were talking about how, you know, we did a rhythm series on the spiritual disciplines to start the fall. And then uh, we went into a Psalms series. And just even think of that very first Psalm that we launched the series Psalm 1 talks about, you know, the, the person who delights in the law of the Lord, who walks with God. They're like a tree planted by water, and the leaves of that tree do not wither, even when, t- you know, times get tough. And, and so we just had this opportunity, this beautiful moment to just, like, live that out and to not wither, but to have deep intimacy. And the other thing I think of is just, like, trusting God in hardship, you know, there, there's something, and maybe, maybe you're not there yet, and that's okay, but, you know, you will look back on this time and just, you know, you'll think about the way that God drew you in and was all that you needed in this season so that when the next hardship comes, you'll have that memory. So those are some of the things that I think about, just being made desperate before God. That is ultimately a gift. That's so good. It is interesting that we did that Psalm series 
right before all this happened. And when we think of the Psalms, which we talked about a lot, is there's just a lot of highs and lows in the Psalms. They're so authentic. And that's kind of how I would look back on this time. I feel like for many, it's been roller coastery and um, you could have some really high highs and some really low lows. Like everything has been amplified and, and maybe those ups and downs are even in like one day, you know, of how you feel and how you're processing it. And so as we've just been processing it together and, uh, and talking to people, it seems like that's been people's experience. God is doing some really cool things and he's drawing some things out of us. But then there's, it's also been very difficult. And I've just been so thankful for our team. I mean, we have just had an amazing team, uh, all these guys that run the, the technology and the production and the video stuff, so thankful for them. We had no idea how capable they were. And how uh, uncapable the three of that's us That's right. Are. Yeah, we don't know anything. <laughs> um, and so they have been a huge blessing to us, um, and we don't take them for granted. So that's, that's been really great. Just our staff team has been phenomenal. Uh, just being able to kind of process things together and figure out what to do during this time. And, um, and you know, we've just needed God's strength, just like everyone else. We've longed for his strength during a really difficult time. We've needed his peace. And thinking about Psalms again, uh, I was thinking about Psalm 29:11, which we talked about uh, earlier uh, this week as a, a team. Um, the Lord gives strength to his people, and the Lord blesses his people with peace. And that verse has just been so true. We need God's strength and we need his peace. And one more silver lining of this. It has been fantastic to get a lot of input from people that have never come to H2O that have been tuning in. That's been definitely a silver lining. We're so thankful uh, if that's you out there listening. Um, For those that haven't been able to come or have wondered what's H2O all about, what a great way for them to just hear what we're doing and hear more about how much God loves you and what Jesus has done for all of us. So that has definitely been a a shining point. Yeah, yeah, that's been really cool to hear from people that, you know, whether it's family members or or even alumni that have kind of reconnected with us now that we've been doing more online stuff or supporters, friends, neighbors. It's It's been super, super cool. I think for me, I'm just always like this whole season is just like reminding me of God's sovereignty and God's in control. And it's like, um, I think, especially living in the culture and the world that we live in, you know, it's, it's kind of tempting to believe that like you have a little more control than you actually do. And then, and then when like you have, you're just reminded like, wow, God is really the only one that's in control, you know? Um, and so when, when something like a pandemic hits, it's like, I can't control that. Nobody can control that. And so it's just to see uh, the reality of God being sovereign, God using, you know, his church and his people during this time has been pretty powerful to watch. And I know for me too, like, um, one of the things that, that I've loved and I've heard from even some of you and others is, is just the family time, like on a personal level. Um, I know my family's at home watching right now and getting extra time with the kids. You know, we're typically a family that's on the go a lot. We do a lot of, you know, sports and a lot of activities and, and a lot of things with the church even. And so to have an evening free would have been really rare, you know, especially in this season. And now we have every evening free and uh, and we get to spend time together. In fact, um, I think you guys know this, but this a week ago today, our family, we'd had this habit of, of playing knockout together pretty often, um, basketball, shooting basketball. And um, we were playing last Sunday night and my wife 
she was getting into it pretty, you know, pretty hardcore. And she missed a shot, went to grab the rebound, and twisted her ankle real bad. And, uh, and, and so... That was a fun memory. And, of course, like, I pushed her down, too. Did you, did you foul her? <laughs> I did you foul her. her I just needed to publicly confess that. Um, no, it's, and thankfully she's doing a lot better. We were a little worried that she broke it at first, but she's walking around. She's not going to be running probably anytime soon. But, but I, I think that those memories, and, like, we'll probably remember those for a long time together as a family. And, again, sorry about that, Sarah. I apologize <laughs> publicly. Oh, just kidding. I really didn't do that. But, yeah. yeah I think the same for us, the, the family time has been really great. Just being able to be around Mary Lynn more and be with the kids and, and have more talks and work on the house together, that's been definitely a highlight. And, um, and we're just loving time with the kids. You know, we have uh, an interesting situation with our oldest, Dominic. He's graduating this year. He's one of those high school seniors that his whole graduation and ceremony is just kind of you know, thrown up into the to the wind, but he has just handled it like a champ, you know, and we're trying to celebrate him, and we're just super proud of him, and uh, it's been wonderful hanging out with Bella and seeing her get to ride her horses more, and uh, we just celebrated my, my birthday uh, this last week, and Bella woke up early and decorated the house for nice. me, so that was a, a nice surprise, and, um, and to get out some of our aggression, Max and I have been boxing. We've been putting on <laughs> headsets and boxing, um, so... Good memories of the family, and uh, he's beaten me up pretty good a couple times. And uh, so, yeah, just getting the dinners and the Uno, you know, to play games yeah. and uh, the left, right, center and Scrabble and all that stuff. Lots of good dinner time and lots of good games with the family. I will look back at this season and have sweet memories of that with, uh, with the kids and my wife. For about sure. you, Matthew? Yeah, this, if you haven't noticed, this is the time where we get to name drop all of our kids <laughs> and our wives. So Tiffany, Mason, Phoebe, Naomi, and Nora, I'm going to talk about you now. Um, no, it's been great to just be at home. I echo a lot of the things that these guys have said, um, just special moments. Even in the midst of the hard times and the difficulty, there are these just really sweet moments that happen almost on the daily. So the other thing that I'm going to remember is that because, you know, we all this sudden um, you know, had the kids at home all day long every day is with our city group, we decided to go through uh, like a parenting video series and then we would meet over Zoom uh, at nine o'clock at night after we put the kids in bed for a whole month uh, every week and just a lot of great conversation. Just again, wanting to make the most and leverage this season and just really work on our parenting. And so uh, even as a city group, we were just talking, we had our last session this past week and it was like really clear that we are closer than ever as a city group and, you know, as friends going through this parenting through a, a, a pandemic uh, season together. So I'm going to remember that for yeah. a lot of years. That's awesome. I know like I know during these times, too, it's and, and even, you know, we've struggled, I think, in a good way as leaders just to know, like, how much do we focus on the actual like pandemic and the issues that surround it versus how much do we do we just focus on, you know, fixing our eyes on the future and what's going to happen once we get out of these things. I think it's been a tension that, that we've tried to um, tried to kind of navigate as, as best we can. And, and again, just thanks to a lot of you who have really, I know I've got like a lot of personal emails and texts from people just, just saying encouraging things, and that means a ton to us. And so even in that, that vein, you know, as we're, we're at this moment where we're starting to, to kind of hopefully come out of this thing, at least on some level, um, that'd be good. You know, we, we've talked as a staff team, you know, that, that we need to think long-term, but, but kind of plan short-term. So, so the question is, 
what are you excited about in the future? You know, what are you, what are you excited about even specifically for our church as we go into the future? I probably speak for everyone. I'm just looking forward to being face-to-face with more people at some point whenever we can do that. And I think with the warm weather and, uh, and some of the restrictions beginning to be lifted in, in some ways, you know, hopefully in these coming months, just being outside and, and going for walks with people, get, connecting with other people, I think we would all uh, say that. So, you know, we've been having small groups. Uh, we've been trying to encourage people to connect and we're all tired of the Zoom calls. You know, we, we're trying to love each other. We're trying to continue discipleship. And we're trying to meet the needs of people through calls and Zoom calls. But we really do hope that um, people can start connecting. Uh, people in the church will begin to really take initiative. You know, if you're, you're uh, thinking of ways that you can connect or serve or love, love other people um, in those small groups that are safe, um, and going for walks. I'm just really looking forward to our people connecting. So um, we're, we're praying that everyone would take initiative, um, not just through the structures that we provide, but everyone in the church taking initiative to start connecting with other people so we can start uh, enjoying those relationships that God's intended us to. I, I look at this time and I think, wow, we were really wired for relationships. Mm. And that's something we talk about a lot, authentic community in our church. So I'm just looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to those little, you know, steps forward to connect face-to-face. Yeah, and I think that the question that, that we've been wrestling with and thinking about, I know that Tiffany and I have, and, and I, I pray that you have too, is like, what is this season, um, how is it changing me? What is it making me to be? Um, hopefully, you know, in deeper connection with, with Jesus. And so as we are able to kind of be back together, I'm just really excited to see how God has transformed us and to actually be in conversation and, and hear the stories of what he did um, and just the way that that, you know, will bless the entire church community. Um, and then the other thing I think of is just, you know, the mission of God keeps going even through a pandemic. You're right, God's sovereign. The church keeps going. The mission of God keeps going. And one of the things we're excited about is we are dreaming up right now kind of a summer leadership cohort for college students. Um, our traditional summer leadership training program won't be able to happen because of COVID, but we're working with the other H2O churches in the network to find creative ways that college students who want to grow as leaders, want to grow in character and ministry skills and doctrine, can uh, have a space probably virtually, maybe a little bit virtual and face-to-face depending on the state of the world as the summer progresses. Um, and so there'll be more details coming out about that, but we're really excited just about the opportunity to continue to train up the next generation of leaders. Yeah, yeah, and I'll probably, I'll, I'll be a little more direct, but also kind of vague um, in, in answering a question that I think a lot of people are asking. It's like, when, when are we thinking about gathering together again on Sundays? And I think like throughout this time, we've tried to be really um, sensitive to all different spectrums, right? Because um, one of the things that, that we really want to encourage you all, and I want to, to encourage everybody uh, during this season is let's keep a heart of love and unity, like no matter what. And um, we, we taught through um, John as we were in the Easter season, you know, when we looked at uh, the Passover and we looked at uh, the reality of Good Friday and then Easter, we were in John that whole time. And in John 17, when Jesus is in, in the upper room, he's, he's talking to his disciples and he says, I'm praying for you and I'm praying for those who come after you that you would be unified just as I and the Father are one, that you would be one. 
And so I think in a world that is very sometimes like almost hostile towards each other and differing views as the church, if we can grasp that, like that passion of like, how can we love one another? How can we be patient? We may disagree. That's okay. But how can we love through the disagreement and make sure that we're putting the gospel at the center of everything we do? Not even our political opinions or anything else, but the gospel is like the center of what we do. That will just go so far as, as we continue to move forward. And so as a church, like we've, we've wrestled with that tension. We want to, Romans 13 tells us to respect authorities. Hebrews tells us to, to not stop meeting together. And so we kind of have these two, thing, these two things that are kind of pooling on us tension-wide. And we've tried, to, tried to, to find a balance within that. And so we obviously haven't stopped church. That's the cool thing. And we've always taught that, that church isn't just a gathering or a building, but it, it's all of us. But gathering's important too, right? And so that's the, the tension that we have. So the, let me uh, be unclear for a minute, but let me also give a little more details that I think sometime towards the end of this month, we're looking at kind of doing a soft reopening for those that feel comfortable. And, uh, and I think that that's really important. So we're not going to give an exact date right now, but we're going to say at sometime, at the very least, unless things change majorly, at the very least by June, but hopefully even by the end of this month, we'll do kind of a soft relaunch. But, but the cool thing is we're going to keep the online presence as well because we know some people won't be comfortable or won't be able, and we completely get that and completely understand that as well. And so it, it'll be a kind of a soft relaunch where we'll have both options available for people uh, so that we can continue moving forward. But honestly, we just need a, a few more weeks at least to kind of get all the protocols and procedures in order because it will look different. And we don't even know exactly how different, but we know it, it will look different. So we're, we're anxious for that, but we're also, uh, you know, the, the Lord teaches us to be patient as well. So we're, we're trying to be patient and safe and smart in the meantime. Yeah. And we're processing that with our other churches in the H2O network and yeah. trying to just you know, give each other counsel and gather as much resources as we can um, because we want to do that in a really wise way. And, you know, speaking of the network, we've just been so thankful for all our pastors and staff and all of our 10 churches. They have been phenomenal. It's wonderful leading with these guys. It's nice being on a team. And it's really great having all these other pastors and staff and the whole network just trying to love their, their people as best they can through very odd circumstances. So we're grateful. And God is continuing to move things forward in our network. Um, there's churches that are moving forward with new staff that are coming on in the, in the coming months and this year. We're still raising up leaders. We're raising up pastors at our different churches. Um, we have some, uh, some church plants that are, are going overseas that were supposed to happen in this month in May. OSU is sending some people uh, as missionaries overseas, and that's just been postponed, but they're still continuing with their training. Campuses are reaching out to other campuses, and so God has just been moving things forward, and we're really excited. On our BG front, you know, we've been talking about our church plant uh, and the possibility of that to Athens, Ohio. We really want to be at Ohio University, and Joe Callagher and Sammy are doing a wonderful job just rallying a team and beginning that process to see if we would be able to plant. So they have been moving forward with things even through all this, and we have some new staff and people that are interested in that church plant. So we've been really grateful. God is still moving things forward. And, um, and, and so even in light of today and the celebration of today and talking about the network, we wanted to celebrate some people. Uh, in light of uh, just building the, the network, 
uh, Sarah Birchfield, who's on staff with us here, and Ian and Caitlin, who are also here. They have been praying, and they've decided to go help our church at H2O Toledo. And uh, I just got to meet with uh, H2O Toledo leaders yesterday with Matt Oshesky and Tom and Lauren Stewart, and uh, just processing all that God's doing at their church. And they got a lot of momentum, and it's very exciting what's happening at Toledo. And they are very pumped to be having these guys come up there to continue the mission at Toledo. So uh, we're very, very excited about that. Yeah, and we, and we we talk a lot about our church being a sending church. You know, with having so many college students and so many young people, it's one of the beautiful things that, that God, it's kind of like a, a unique place that God has given us the ability to be a church that sends people. And it's kind of built into our culture because people oftentimes come to Bowling Green to leave Bowling Green, but, but it's also something that we don't just accidentally do, we intentionally do as well. And so this is a chance for us to just kind of celebrate um, some young people being really faithful to that calling. You know, we talk about one of our strategies just being leverage your life. You know, whatever gifts you have, whatever abilities you have, use them not for your own good, but use them for the gospel. Use them for the body of Christ and, uh, and just to, to have the gust of sins and, and Sarah Birchfield just, just really live that out and be an example of something we wanted to celebrate together today as a church. And uh, we, we, we say this joke a lot, but I think especially now, it's, it's fitting to, to rip on the school up north and, you know, the the UT school, I won't say the whole name, but they, they needed our help, and so we sent them our best, you know, because Toledo, in general, needs a lot of help. Just kidding. We can, we can joke in, uh, in brother and sisterly love, um, but no, we, we love that, that church plant, and the gospel is needed up there as it's needed everywhere, and so to be able to strengthen and encourage it with, with some of our best is truly a privilege, you know. In Matthew 28, it says, therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I've commanded, and surely I will be with you always until the very end of the age. And, um, and, and so they're literally demonstrating that. They are going uh, to take the gospel to a place that continues to, to need to hear it. And as our church is strengthened, we're able to, to send more and more. And that's a passion of ours and a privilege that we get to do that. So we made uh, just a, a little short send-off video. We're going to have them come up and pray for them after this video. But we wanted to celebrate them so that all of you could see uh, how deeply they're loved and, and just see their example. You know, there wasn't like a formal sermon today. But I, I almost view like their lives as the sermon today um, to, to get to actually live out the gospel and live out the idea of being sent. So check out this video as we celebrate them. Sister Birch, what up? Sister Birch, hey, how's it going? Sarah Birchfield, I'm truly going to miss you. All these years, um, just it's been such a joy to watch you grow in your faith, grow in your leadership skills. Your, I just love your heart for people. I know as an awkward freshman, I felt so loved by you and just uh, getting to intern underneath you my sophomore year and going on mountaintop with you and mm -hmm. just eventually developing a friendship with you. Just seeing your heart for the Lord and someone that just loves people and just loves God and just loves to pray. Every time I think about you, I'm like, man, this woman definitely loves to pray and she loves God and that's contagious. It's just your intentionality with people uh, and to love people. You ask me how I'm doing and you genuinely care and you genuinely want to know. I'm just really thankful for you. Um, you're gonna blow the socks off of UT. It's gonna be amazing. The way that you are just a, a truly like a Christ-like friend to people. Sarah, you are a warrior when it comes to praying and there are not a lot of people that I know that pray like you. You are such a big part of our staff. You're one of the most kind-hearted, 
individuals I've ever met. I'm so thankful that we get to speak about the goodness of you and sending you off well. You have such an amazing ability to love people and to make people feel known, to make people feel appreciated, to make people feel like they're important and they're special. When I think about you, I just think about your laugh and your smile and the joy and the humor that you bring to our team really have a love for people that I think ultimately comes um, from your security in the gospel. You got us these and gave them to us as our wedding gift and we're wearing them right now just uh, to show you how much we appreciate your sense of humor. So congratulations and I wish you the best of luck. I'm just super excited you, for you to make this transition to Toledo. Um, they're just going to be so blessed to have you. What's up Ian and Caitlin too. Um, just want to say we're going to miss you guys so much. Hey Ian and Caitlin, a week ago you gave us this sourdough starter and I have it with me here now to express in a cheesy way that we are very sour to see you both go. We're so excited for you guys to be leaving us, but we're also really sad that you're leaving us. Yeah, Ian is going to be definitely going to miss you being around and uh, seeing you at the board as well as just your uh, contagious smile. Hugs. I try to think further back, I couldn't, just hugs. And it ends with hugs, and I love the hugs. You're a pursuer, uh, you're generous. I love that about you. I aspire to be that way more and more in my own life. Uh, you're a great friend, uh, and the impact that you had here in Bowling Green was a big one, and so I know that what you create up in Toledo is gonna be big well as well. Your passion for people, to love people well, to disciple them. Your ability to mentor and disciple and um, really raise up young men to be faithful to God. Man, just the impact that you have had on this campus and on this church um, will be felt for years and years to come. Um, I'm so thankful for the warmth and innovation and determination that you bring to the team. So I just need you to know that you have done so much for BGH2O and you're going to do so much for Toledo H2O. We're gonna miss you. I'm gonna miss you, but I'd say that, except that I still get to work with you. <laughs> it's really cool to see how you stay faithful to the Lord, how you have continued to, to press into the ways that He's gifted you. Thank you so much for serving H2O Toledo. I know they are so pumped to have you up there, and we will definitely still see you, but wanted to tell you, we miss you, and we celebrate you and appreciate you. So we talk about this reality at our church often that uh, we don't measure our success by our seating capacity, which is a special blessing during this time because our seating capacity isn't very big. In fact, we don't have uh, gatherings, but we measure success in our church by our sending capacity. And, um, and so just the, the example that, that the, the three of you have set is, is truly a powerful example. And and speak personally. I know we'd all just love to talk for hours about what you've meant to us because it really would be easy to do. Um, but but we're so proud of you, and we're so thankful for you living out the gospel and uh, doing it in a way and demonstrating it for all of us. So we want to want to pray for you before we head into a time of worship. Let's pray for these guys. Lord, we thank you so much for Sarah Birchfield. God, we lift her up to you. Thank you, God, for the blessing that she has been in our lives for many years. Thank you for the blessing that she's been to my wife and my kids and our whole church. Lord, her love, 
for the women and the discipleship of women in our church has been uh, such a great impact, and we know that she would give you the glory for that. So, Lord, thank you for working through her in countless lives. Lord, I just thank you so much for Sarah, too, and her love for the international people and how much uh, she has cared for them and welcomed them and shown them hospitality and given them the gospel. Lord, would you continue to use her as a vessel for you to reach people? Lord, protect her. Help her to feel loved and be at peace through this transition. And God, we, we turn our eyes to you and say thank you for demonstrating yourself a little bit more through this beautiful person's life. Her heart and her love, we're so grateful. We know that it comes from you, and we know that you want to use her in great ways uh, for years to come. So we pray that you would do that. Pray that she'd feel loved and encouraged uh, as this send-off continues and these days and weeks uh, proceed, Lord, be with her, give her strength and peace. Father God, we thank you for Ian and Caitlin. Lord, I just think of uh, personally the, the transition that our family made this past summer. And just the memory, Ian, uh, one of the first people to pursue me, to want to hang out, grab a meal, hear more of my story and serve and love me and so grateful for that. Um, so much the way that you've made him and Caitlin just to be pursuers, to love people really well. Um, and God, we, we, we wonder what you think of them. We know, Jesus, that you are enthroned and that you still pray for us. You intercede for us and can't help but think you are so proud of these two. And the, the step of faith to leave what is comfortable and to go to a new place, not that far, but yet a whole new church, um, and to relocate and to, to be about the work of the gospel in a place that's foreign to them. We ask, Holy Spirit, that you would surround them in their marriage. We pray against any scheme of Satan to divide or bring disunity. Uh, we pray that their marriage would be strong, that that would be the, the center out of which they do all their ministry. Uh, Lord, we ask for fruit. Jesus, you promised that when we leave, when we go, that, that we will be rewarded, that no one who has left behind any number of things will fail to receive back um, multiple times over. And we know that what that means more than anything is that they will be made more like you. So we ask that, the, uh, that your image would, be just, would just radiate through them in this process. And for years to come, we pray for influence, that you would use these two to raise up men and women to be leaders and to be staffers and church planters. And um, we just ask, God, that, that you would pour out blessing as they take this step of faith. Lord, we thank you for uh, the beauty and the gift of being able to send. God, it's a great responsibility, and yet it's also a great privilege. So thank you that you've called us to be that type of church. Thank you that it hurts, <laughs> Lord. It hurts because we love, Lord. And um, when you're on the front lines together, serving and um, caring for one another and others, you, your hearts are just binded together. And so, Lord, we'll, we'll always have that with them, even though, again, they'll be close, but they'll be far away in other ways, Lord. And so uh, we just pray that you're with them. And, um, God, that they cling to you during this season. pray all this in your name. Amen.
You know, as we had that, that send off and we said kind of their, their lives is, is the message. Maybe you know the three of them very intimately and personally, or maybe you don't know them at all. And so I, I love for all of us to think as we're here right now, what does it look like for, for you? What does it look like for, for me to leverage my life for the gospel? What does it look like for, for us to take the gifts and the talents and the things that God has given us uh, to, to serve and point people towards Jesus? What does it look like for you to be sent? Maybe it's just sent into your workplace or sent into your family or sent into your neighborhood, but, but, but I'd love for us to reflect during these last two songs. Lord, what are you asking me to do? What step of faith are you asking me to do so that I can leverage everything you've given me for you? and for the gospel. So we invite you to spend some time reflecting and spend some time worshiping with us during these next two songs. Let's sing.